Hi, I'm music writer Kathy McCabe, and coming up this weekend right here is the Storytime with Jimmy Barnes podcast. But first, we've got a little sneak peek for you of Jimmy's chat with his old production manager mate, Sneaky Pete. Keep listening as Jimmy and Pete reminisce about some of their on-the-road shenanigans. If you want to find out more, watch videos of the interviews and check out my articles, you can subscribe to storytimewithjimmybarnes.com.au right now. What's Jimmy like as a boss, Pete? Shit house. Oh. (laughs) Bastard. Complete bastard. A complete bastard. That's it. I'm happy. I know where you live. Is he he a bit of a diva? (laughs) Never. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, not really. I think Sneak just had to sober me up too often. Yeah, that would be, that'd be his worst. That would be his worst bit. Sneak, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> no, no, just go that way. You just point you and push me on stage. Yeah, push you around. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because I'd never experienced that. Man. Jimmy used to be so nervous about going on stage, like shaking just about. And, you know, give him some vodka and whatever, and bang, he'd go straight He's out right. there. And yeah. Bang. Yeah, it was all right. But it was just yeah. getting him to get out to that stage. What, what were the riders like in the early days? I mean, was Large. it sort of a room full of bo- room full of booze? Yeah, we had we had, we had a no, lot of big drinkers in our band, didn't we? Yeah, no, it was a lot of booze. There was a lot of booze, and um, but rider wise, I mean, compared to what it is these days, probably not. Back then, it would have been, but here, I mean, f- flying the sorbet around was probably um, <laughs> about the biggest sour <laughs> thing. That was for Jane. That was for Jane. Yeah, that was Jane. We went through a period where Jane, like, vodka shooters, uh, vodka and grapefruit sorbet shooters. And so she it was made by this bar in the cross, and, yeah. and she, well, Sneaky, had, had to get it flown all over the country because that was the only thing she'd drink. So, Sneaky, we have come <laughs> to Melbourne, and we need 27 tubs of sorbet <laughs> for backstage. See, my, my family I, and my band were much more demanding than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand, Sneaky, that um, sometimes Jimmy and the band didn't get through all the rider. Yeah, um, come on. Yeah, and, and well, yeah, uh, we didn't even see it because you'd already pocketed it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one tour when we had, especially going through Europe and we're on this bus thing and we were supporting Brian Adams. <laughs> and um, we still had our right with Jimmy. Brian Adams's management was Jimmy's old management. Yeah. And um, we had a like concert rider that we'd been using over here, which was built for, say, 45 people. And we were just a, there was five crew and six band or whatever. And we used to get the same rider, and the band used to come in and go out. So he left us all. So there was five crew, and we had all this alcohol. And your own every bus. Every night. On our <laughs> own bus, yeah. <laughs> I remember that, um, was that the tour where Jane started drinking beer with you? Remember that? Uh, when, when, no. when all, you guys were all drinking wheat beer, and she loved it. And she was going, oh, and I remember, I'm like, I'm going to bed one night, which is very, very rare anyway, uh, and, I, and I was going to go to bed, and Jane said to me, she said, uh, off you go, I'm going to stay up and drink beer with the crew. I'm going, what? Things you never hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, things you never hear. Jane was sitting up drinking with the boys. <laughs> but Sneaky, um, listen, he, I've seen him... He's always a professional. He's very professional. And he may sit there looking mild-mannered and that now. I've seen him in terrible states. You know, <laughs> luckily he wasn't working at the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I think there was one where you were kind of working, wasn't that in when you in were the, living in the, the south of France and, yeah. and you had to do a, a bikies festival, Snakey? You ended up having to listen to a lot of carpenters from what I remember reading in the book. Yeah, Snakey loves well, carpenters. Strangely <laughs> enough, I don't remember too much of that gig. It was... Um, it was a strange very gig, dust- it? Yeah, it was very dusty. I remember yeah. the dust getting into the equipment well, and all that, into what our was the eyes. Dust? <laughs> it was into our eyes and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, was- that's why you had the red eyes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Well, you know, the, tr- the truth is, I when we I drove from this, we lived in the south of France, I drove to this town called Clément for All, and, and Sneaky and, and the guys had all come down on the tour bus, and we were going to meet there. The crew were going to go that night and set up, you know, pre, pre-set up the gig so it's all ready. You know, check it out. And we'll come in the next day. I got there and they were, their eyes were all so red. And, you know, they're all standing there with chocolate bars and, you know, like a zip. And they go, no, no, we're professionals. I'm going, come on. Come on. But it was, you know, and they, they sneak, I remember Sneak would say, I'm a professional. We, you know, we only do it. We only, you know, drink or, you know, smoke pot or anything on our days off. And I'm going, yeah, sure you do. And technically it was a day off. So, you know, he had me over a barrel. But, um, but I, I, I just remember the eyes were bleeding. <laughs> I, there was a remember the what about the kangaroo trip? Remember that one? Remember the, the uh, was it Marucci Airport? Well, oh, yeah, got, when we had the plane and we hit the hit, hit the kangaroo flying. They, they were all they we were all we had two charter planes, right? One for the band, one for the crew, and the crews the crews you know they looked like you know they they needed oxygen you know because they were all, like, really stoned and they took off and their plane went through a mob of kangaroos. It was at like one o'clock in the morning in Marucci Airport, and and they were all just like. Pale and white, you know, with blood all over the plane. I thought they were going to give up smoking, but they didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we put the key, we remember at the Hertz car and we put the keys at the airport and we put the keys in the little letter box and yeah. they all fell into the what's the name we got on the plane. And I was actually sitting next, it was my turn to sit next to the pilot. And we're going up <laughs> and I looked at the left end, there's this kangaroos come bang, go straight into the propeller and goes <laughs> splat oh, all man, over that's everywhere. Horrible. It was like, wow. And then the because we just lifted the front wheel off, and the guy, the pilot, gets yeah. the wheel back onto the ground and swerves right. around. There we we go back into the thing. Goes we're we're stuffed. This this plane's going nowhere. Oh, Jesus. And it was like wow. And um, so we thought, what are we going to do? The next gig was in on the Gold Coast, so it wasn't too far. Yeah. And get the cars so anyway, back. <laughs> yeah, we're getting the coat hangers and going through the door, the little keyhole, and the <laughs> trying to get the car trying back. to trying to <laughs> trying to get the keys back, which we did oh, get back. Man. But then it was like. Oh, who's going to be able to drive? Because we're all uh, <laughs> you're all prepared all for, at, the flat, for the flight. Yeah, we're all yeah, we're all at our post gig drinks and stuff. <laughs> That's a trap for young young players. Yeah. You see, That's why yeah. it's always good to have someone in the crew or someone in the band who doesn't drink. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. That's why a good idea. I, that? I don't think that you can find any. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but uh, you know, there was a bit of, 
there's a few like that. You know, Sneaky's uh, Sneaky's seen some some of the some of the. Uh, were you a member of the band, Sneaky, the crew band? No. You weren't in the bleeding. No, there was there was a crew no, band. Oh, there was yeah. a band. Oh, it was a real egg yeah. on legs, and there was a, the, the guy. See, crews all have great names too. Egg on legs. Nick But there's always a, like you know, there's a couple of animals. There's a bear, or you know, there's a there's a you know, there's there used to be a few bears. Used to be a few. Who are the other roadies? The panther. <laughs> there were lots of the pigs. Lots of pigs. A lot of lot of S's. There's the sneaky, the squirts, sneaky. the spiders, yeah. swampies. <laughs> Swampy. so, but at one, at one point, my crew had a, had a band, and they were just they were yeah. atrocious, and they were like and they were like sort of a metal band. They were fantastic, but uh, we, they had, did, yeah. did a support for us one night at the at the, um, at the was it sports center and. Sports yeah. Center at Homebush. Homebush, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> were you in that? Band? It was incredibly bad. <laughs> no, they were good. It was good, but they, you know, yeah. but they, I think we they got had, a review. They got a review. I think they had. I think they had <laughs> costumes from Sweet as well. Did you have yeah. something like that? Yeah, something like that. They, they all went and got dressed up, and you know, they put salami down their pants, and it was just because <laughs> <like, laughs> this is what they was, thought bands did. You see, uh, but, yeah. you know, and here's us standing aside. Look at these guys. This, this is what the crew think bands do. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they think of us, really. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little teaser episode of the Story Time with Jimmy Barnes podcast. If you want to find out more, watch full videos of the interviews and read all about Jimmy's books, including the upcoming Killing Time, subscribe to storytimewithjimmybarnes.com.au right now. The full chat with me, Jimmy and Sneaky Pete publishes right here this weekend. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimax Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.